Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because I don't know. I think this is her fifth time here, but I honestly, (laughs) we've lost track. The one and only Miss Elise Slade. Hi, David. What's going on with you? Oh, what's going on with me? Nothing. I'm like, all I'm doing is trading. I'm trading and dancing around my apartment because I'm there's nowhere to go. I don't want to dine, dine outside when it's freezing out. Right? I don't blame you. I mean, the last time I actually saw you is when we had our dinner outside with your lovely husband. At, at Nobu. Nobu. That's right. Was that, that was the last time I saw you. That was the last time. So like, is this what life is? Like, I have to have you on my podcast to actually see your face? <laughs> I, we, no, we, I FaceTime with you. Don't you lie. You do. I know. Sorry. I just want to make it seem like we never speak. (laughs) And here's really my question. Are you wearing red because it's Valentine's Day? I am. I am. This is a Valentine's Day podcast. So yes, I'm wearing red for you. It is. And you know what? I I literally was going to wear red. I swear to you, I had red. And then I was like, that's stupid. Elise is not going to wear red. And here, Well, of here course we I'm going to wear red, especially with the black hair and stuff. You just want to show off your blue eyes. That's where you have like blue and gray. I'm, I'm so I'm so on to you. Well, you know, it's just you. It's not like, you know, I mean, sometimes I have these with like, we're going to get into relationships. Sometimes I have these with people and I'm like, I could talk to you for hours because I'm like flirting here. I- I've had guests <laughs> that I've, I would love for the audience to try to tell me which guest I flirted with. But you know what? Everyone has a fucking boyfriend, which we're um, going to get into advice. Um, all right. Okay. But you don't know that when the podcast starts and you're flirting, it comes out like in the middle. Right. Right. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Yeah. You're like, huh, maybe I can get a date out of this. So first of all, really, I guess there's not much you've been up to, right? Like you've been staying in. I'm staying in. There's not really, there's like not much. My daughter finally came home from Florida. She's been there for several months. So we went um, outside yesterday and had a soup and we were freezing. Um, But you know, it was just the two of us. Nobody was around and I wanted to see her. Um, so that was that, you know, but other than that, I have seen no one. I don't understand this whole, could someone in that lives in New York or somewhere cold tell me how you're, I don't understand the outside dining thing. I, I walk up to places and I'm like, maybe this is the hidden gem. Like it's comfortable. They have X, no. Every single place, no matter how fancy, people are sitting there in layers of jackets. I know, I know. 
It's Dom, right? I know, I know. So speaking of crypto trading, um, yes, the other day, like last week on your Instagram. <laughs> yesterday, you are, yesterday on my Instagram. <laughs> you're dancing around to, what are you, you're dancing around because I, you're so excited to trade? I was, well, this is like what I do now. I was listening to Billie Eilish. Um, I got out of my pajamas for you because normally I'm like in PJs and I'm trading my Ethereum and I have my, you know, when I want Ethereum to go up, I like do my dance. And when I want Ethereum to go down, I'm, I'm not dancing. I'm very low key. And I just find myself, you know, pushing things, <laughs> you know, just pushing the air because I need Ethereum to go down. But yeah, yesterday was my Ethereum go up dance. And I was offering myself up to the Ethereum God. And it worked because it reached a record high yesterday. Maybe you're like like those medium. Listen, we've had mediums on this show. We have a shaman coming up. Maybe you have like the trading like six cents. Uh, well, Leah calls me an oracle. Does she? She does. Well, speaking of Leah, I saw, so every, you're dancing. Well, first of all, you are so, I'm not even kissing your ass because we're on a podcast. You are so current. I didn't even know, like, I'm not good with music, current. I didn't even know that was Billie <laughs> Eilish. I could tell that it was current music, but I'm like, Elise is like, that, that's what the kids listen to, Elise. Oh, yeah. No, I, lo I love Billie Eilish. I, I couldn't tell you. She's good, you know, Ethereum up music. You know, you some like of her music is good, too, when I, want to go, when I want it to go down. And today I wanted it to go down because I wanted to buy it back. And guess what? It's down. 100 points. This is why Leo calls you an oracle. That's why she calls me an oracle. <laughs> well, speaking of her, I saw her comment that you're going to dance around together. She's coming over and you're teaching her how to be a crypto trader. Um, well, Leah's been learning. I, I communicate with her daily. Um, she's a quick study. I've always said how smart she is. But uh, yeah, no, she commented that I was losing my mind, but at least I'm making money doing it. So I told her when she comes over for her one-on-one, -on -one, she's going to have to dance with me. You know, it's going to be like, like an Ellen DeGeneres thing, right? You know, the way she dances into her show? Yeah. I'm going to dance people into crypto trading. Well, okay. First of all, if you and Leah are dancing around your apartment, I'm sure that people are going to want to see that. So make sure you put it online. <laughs> you, if you don't think the Roni universe is going to have something to say about that, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll put it up. They will. And, you know, not to put you on blast, but I've been in your apartment, honey, and there's plenty, plenty of room to dance around. <laughs> we're going to so, like, we're going to move through every room in the house. Well, that's a lot of rooms and it will take you a hot minute. <laughs> um, so speaking of crypto, like, you know, should I, should I look like, what is it? I mean, All right, so, so many people, I can't tell you how many DMs I get people asking me, um, about cryptos, what it's about. Um, and I done a post over the summer telling people to be very careful about scams, right? Anyone who's yeah. offering to invest for you is a scammer. Nobody should ever invest in cryptos for you. Um, unless you're with, you know, you, you know, you're with a firm that's trading futures, like a serious firm, right? Like BlackRock is now going to be investing, you know, in Ethereum. Um, and Ethereum is going to start trading futures in the next few weeks, which really legitimizes it. 
So people don't know what cryptos are. They don't know what Bitcoin is or Ethereum is or the differences between them. And why do I focus on those two coins when there are so many cryptocurrencies out there? So because so many people are asking, and even though I've tried to deter people from trading because it is an unregulated market and you can get hurt, I thought more about it. Um, and I think if I can teach people to be very disciplined in their trading, um, then I can really educate people because right now I see people really have a need to be making money. Um, people yeah. are out of work with the pandemic. There's just so many hardships going on. Um, my biggest fear is that someone invests and they lose their investment, right? So I always say, don't invest what you're not willing to lose. So I'm going to stress that. Um, and then I'm going to do a series of Instagram videos, educating people about cryptocurrency, how to trade, um, how to invest in it, uh, all the pitfalls. I'm going to teach technical analysis. So it's going to be a series of videos so people can really understand it. Um, and hopefully I can help people out there make some money. Huh. I, I might listen, I still want to come over for the one-on-one. -on -one, I bet you do, baby. <laughs> well, coming to your apartment is no great, like it's no easy feat these days. Let me tell everyone, Elise, like, will literally be like, I need your history for the last two weeks. And I'll be like, <laughs> bitch, I work at home. Like, and no, no, no. Elise will go back into some story and be like, well, nine and a half days ago, why did you post that you were having this cup of coffee here? That doesn't That's look right. like you're alone. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, no, I wouldn't even let my daughter in the house because she come back from Florida and she is quarantining, but she did make an exception um, for us to have a soup together. But we stayed outside and went to a place where nobody was around and she's, she's being safe and keeping distance and stuff. I just, I take it very seriously. You do. Like, and I'm not yeah. saying not to. I'm just saying like, Sometimes I've been really going like, Elise, come on, yeah, let me in. You just got panicked <laughs> when for a minute for New Year's, I was going to go to a huge party in New Jersey. At and I scolded you. What, uh, did I go? I was supposed no, to have like a hundred people. I got nervous. No, I, I totally chastised you. Yes. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, this doesn't sound like a healthy thing to do. Right, right. Um, so no, but I, I, I would, I mean, I think a lot of people would want to learn crypto. I would want to learn crypto. Look, it's, you know, people say, um, is it too late to get in? You know, look how high Bitcoin is or Ethereum literally reached a new high after I did my dance yesterday. It reached a record high. Um, so is it too late to get in? And the answer is no. And the reason is you can make money trading the volatility. Mm. Right. So you could be an investor or you could be a trader. And if you're investing, yeah, I'd wait for a pullback. What goes up always comes down. So there's always a 10, 20 percent, sometimes 30 percent move. So I would wait for a pullback if I was just going to invest, meaning buy it and sit with it. Right. Forget about it. But don't ever lose your key code or your password. Um, or trade the volatility, which is what I do. So I love when it's up one day and down the next, as long as I'm on the right side of that trade. But yeah, you can make. Oh my God, it's almost Valentine's Day. 
to help make the day extra special for that extra special someone in your life, head on over to adamandeve.com. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. But since you guys are all my Valentines, I have something even better. At checkout, use the exclusive code ROPE, R-O-P-E. And when you use that, not only do you get 50% off that one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Then you get a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus free shipping. Yeah, all that. Six free movies, a mystery pack with an item for him, special toy for her, something you'll both enjoy, and free shipping. So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure upon checkout to use the code ROPE, R-O-P-E, because without it, you're not going to get all that free Valentine stuff. That's ROPE at adamandeve.com. Check this out, and when you guys enjoy what is sent to you and you have a great Valentine's Day, well, you can thank me later. A lot of money doing it but you got to be disciplined. So this is what Leah's going to do in between her Roni experiences. Leah's, hey, I'll tell you, Leah's, Leah made some pretty nice money yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. Now, speaking of Roni. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like a <laughs> lifetime ago. Uh, right? It, it, doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago? It does. It does. Well, you know what? Unlike, I can say this because I know you so well. I mean, I speak to everybody that's been on every Housewife show. You know, like there's a handful of you that have truly moved on. Like, right. and you're not holding on. You know, like doesn't say mean that you love all these people, but like there are people that were friends of or housewives, not just from Roni that like, it's just, they can't let go. And it's like, God, it's like for like the 80 years you're going to live, you know, God willing, this was a blip, man. You got to move right. on. Right. Right. So well, not- I never, I never took it seriously. Right. It was never, it was never my livelihood. It was never my plan. So I never took it seriously. I just sort of you know, I had fun with it and some of it was good. Some of it was bad and ugly, but at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. Made well, some friends attitude. from it. You made some friends from it. Uh, Leah and Barbara. Yeah. We're going to talk about Barbara very soon. Um, so I know since, I mean, I cannot reveal, but have you, I mean, I've, I've heard a big shocker that of the Roni filming. Have you heard anything? You don't have to reveal it. I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, you're rumors. hearing rumors, right? I'm hearing, rumors. I'm hearing yeah. some rumors. I'm hearing yeah. some rumors. So I think it's going to be a good season. I'm hearing some rumors. Okay. So we're not going to, you're not going to reveal anything, but we'll talk to me about Leah. That's, that's really your friend. That's the number one, I mean, person you've made. I still this. love and adore her. Yeah. You know what? I mean, she, um, every conversation I have with her is better than the next. You know, she is, you know, I've always said it. She is very smart. She's introspective. Um, I just, she, she takes advice and she gives advice and she's thoughtful when she does it. Um, nothing bad to say about that chick. 
And she's not, you know, like most of these girls, like Bethany and Carol have been accused of, she's not a TV friend. Like you've moved on. No, past. we're real friends. No, yeah. no, I'm not on the show. And we, we actually, you know, we don't talk about the show that much. Um, you know, once in a while we do, but we talk about current events and we talk about politics and we talk about the economy and we talk about the markets and we talk about love lives and things like that. And we talk about our kids. Well, speaking of love lives, you know, you By started- By the way, my yes. daughter, my daughter is also friends with Leah now. So when Nicole is not getting her way with me, she tags team me with Leah. She'll get Leah on her side to then try to work me. <laughs> and like, what does Leah say? Just give her what she wants? No, 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 no. You know, Leah, you know, Leah presents things more as like a big sister kind of a way, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, Leah's like, you know, Nicole- your mom's like super freaking smart. So at the end of the day, you know, you probably should listen to her, but maybe we could tweak a little bit her response. Does your daughter or a husband, does Reinhold, like, do they get into crypto trading at all or they have no clue what you do? Reinhold does crypto trading. He does. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, he's, Reinhold is brilliant. Like literally he's brilliant. Right. right. He, came, he came to the U.S. on a genius visa. But I am a better crypto trader than he is. So whenever I take advice from him, like I always, I'll end up buying it sooner than I would have bought it because he'll say, oh, he's going and he thinks it's a good time to buy now. And then I'll listen to him. And then I never let him live it down. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. What about like the days, like I talked to you one day, like, you know, it came back up, but like one day when you lost money and you were just not happy, like, what do you do about those days? You just like, it's going to come back up. I'm such a miserable bitch when I lose money. You know, look, I am truly never satisfied, right? So when I- You're like when me, I, you're type A, you're just type when A. I, yeah, when I'm making money, right, you can never time it. You can't really ever buy at the low and sell at the high, right? That doesn't happen very often, um, if ever. But if I you know, sell it and I made a great profit. And let's say I made, you know, $30,000 profit on a trade or something. And I'm like thrilled and happy and dancing. And then all of a sudden it went up like another, you know. You're not happy. You know, 50 points or something. I go from thinking I'm a goddess to like, what a loser. I sold it too soon, right? So I'm never happy with my profit. And of course I'm miserable on a loss. Um, you're just that, type A. But that, that's just me. Look, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's funny because I've been a trader my whole life, but yet the personality of a trader, it's, you should just be able to like let it go and take it in stride. Yeah. The difference is even though I get emotional about it, I'm still disciplined about it. So if I you know, bought it too soon and it fell all the way through where I purchased it, I won't start trading it down lower. I'll wait for it to come back to where I bought it or higher to then start range trading. That's so it's good. all in discipline. Well, that's why you started at some point after Roni, you started doing your daily ask Elise's on Instagram, <laughs> which I followed. So you started this, like, you know, you, you give advice like on the side, it's kind of yeah, the same. I still thing. give a lot you of the, um, the dating advice. People reach out to me on DM and although I've not been posting Um, I actually have gotten on the phone with several people who have had some crisis going on 
um, and giving them advice and we, we follow up to see how things are working out for them. So I'm still doing the advice thing and I do need to get back to posting some of my dating stuff. Well, A, that's why you're here for the Valentine's episode. And B, you do realize, Elise, like from when you and I first spoke on this podcast, considering it's your fifth time, our audience, it's not about me, has grown like a gazillion times. So now that you've put out there to the world that you respond to people and you have phone conversations with them, <laughs> good luck, sweetie, because your DMs are going to be full. That's very nice of you to have time to get on the phone. Like last night I was on the phone with someone who's like needed podcast advice. He wants to start. So I guess I do the same thing, but I don't know. I feel like you do it more than me. I've helped people do their resumes. I mean, I'm definitely, look, when I said that I'm here for people, I meant it. You know, so if I could be value added, it's my pleasure to help someone. So speaking of all this advice you give everyone, let's just start with your good friend, Leah. Like she's, you know, <laughs> she's a single woman in the city. I mean, you know what, you know, we've seen Leah on the show. Like what, what advice do you give Leah? Like what's, what's going on with her? She needs a good man, doesn't she? Um, she needs, you know, she needs the right man, right? Actually, let me, let me rephrase that. Leah doesn't need a man. That's true. Let, let me right. rephrase that too. Right. So when- No woman needs a man. Well, some some people have more of a need. Yes. Right? Um, ideally, you want to be in a relationship not out of need, but out of desire. Right? Um, but Leah is, uh, she's very independent um, emotionally. She's financially independent, um, intellectually. So it's going to be a little- harder for her to meet the ideal guy because you know it look I mean uh Leah needs a male version of me (laughs) what do you think about that well you know that wouldn't be uh, honey I think I I need a male version of you (laughs) I mean you know, listen, we've all, I mean, I think Lee and I have done well for ourselves in life, but you know, you could be like our sugar daddy. That would be high, <laughs> you know? So I would date you just for the apartment, honey. Oh, thanks. Jane. But at least I'm being so, honest. So good to be loved. <laughs> I, I think Leah needs a male version of you. Yeah. Yeah. She's, um, you know, she, and when the right one comes along, you know, then, then if she wants to settle down, she will, but she's not, she's not looking for it right now. She, her plate is so full, right? Being an amazing mom to Kiki and dealing with the, you know, the homeschooling thing with the pandemic and filming Roni and, you know, she's got her, she's got her brand. She has her hand in all these different businesses. I mean, this woman is busy. So someone's going to have to fit into her life. I would agree with that. Yeah. What about Kiki's baby daddy? I, I, I don't know, Rob. I've only met him a couple of times. He, he seems wonderful, but I don't see that. I don't see um, them ever being a couple, but I think they're fabulous co-parents. The way that these housewives fans are, you know, they've done it for other franchises. I guarantee you just show a little more Rob and people, I mean, they're already doing it, but people are going to be like Leah and Rob forever. Oh, yeah, no, I think they're they're fabulous co-parents. Um, I don't see it happening, but never say never, I guess. Well, if Leah can't have you, 
<laughs> she will just have to keep looking. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What about, I mean, like, look, New York as a franchise is, you know, more single than any other franchise. Like, why? I mean, you know all these women to some extent. I mean, you just filmed with them all. Like, why do you think that is? Okay, so I'm going to separate Leah from the group. Right. Well, you should. There's a lot to, you know, she's yeah, she, saying. Right. Because I would never, I think a lot of the women, their problem is that they are truly narcissists. And it's hard to be in a relationship with a narcissist. Right. If you never make it about the other person, um, and if you lack any ability to be introspective, self aware, take responsibility for anything. Um, and you also lack the ability to compromise, how can you ever be in a relationship? You can't. You can't. And you think all of these women are narcissists? Well, I don't know the new girls, but... Right. I mean, I, I certainly think the women that I filmed with are, are pretty narcissistic. We did a, I mean, we did a Patreon episode, like, I don't know, a while back, I had like a resident narcissist, like our resident narcissist expert come on <laughs> and we broke down. I mean, certain people on Bravo and when it came to Roni, we just, I honestly can't remember exactly what she said, but I mean, obviously, you know, Ramona was at the top of the list, but we also delved, delved we dove into the others as well. I just can't remember what we came out with. Right. But Roni was on, it was like at Look, the top of the my the whole list. time I filmed with them, now keep in mind, I've known these women, right? I didn't meet them when I started filming. I've known them. The whole time I filmed with them, the only, aside from Leah, right? Because Lee and I talked all the time. The only one who ever asked me how I am or what's going on in my life um, was Sonia. But she didn't wait long enough to get the answer. But at least she asked. <laughs> That's, that's a step in the right direction. So what you would show up and she'd say, how are you? And then she'd turn her back and go get a cup of coffee. Well, she'd be like, Hey, how you doing? And then before I could open my mouth and, you know, tell her what's going on. She'd be like, Oh my God, did I tell you, (laughs) you know, but at least she, you know, the, the, the intent to find out was there. It was there somewhere. But these other women, you know, they're all about, you know, they want a wealthy guy. They want a guy to take care of them. Um, some of them, you know, when their stint in Roni is over, they don't have the finances that people think they have. Um, 
So yeah, I don't think it's going to be an easy path. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you have to just kind of like read the room, like, and know your own, like, you know, it's great to want a wealthy guy. I mean, who doesn't want a wealthy guy who's also attractive and looks like Brad Pitt or George Clooney and is worth, you know, a hundred million dollars and is nice and doesn't want to cheat on you and doesn't want someone 18 to 21. Right. Right. That's a nice thing to want. You know, but look, a couple of these women, they emasculate the men that they're with. Yeah. Who do you think out of, like, I guess, Luann, Dorinda, Ramona, and Sonia, like, who do you think is the most prime for, like, if the Mr., if someone came along, like someone reasonable, I could see, I could, I could see Dorinda ending up in a loving relationship. I could see that. Yeah. You know, Dorinda likes to do the, the nurturing things and go the distance and, you know, um, so I could see Dorinda ending up in a relationship. Out of all of those four, the most. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Have you spoken to any of these people since you filmed or like run into them? I mean, I know we're in COVID, but still between the Hamptons and the Upper East Side, it ain't that big. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not going out. So no, I haven't run into anyone. And Dorinda and I, we haven't spoken since, I think we talked in October last what the hell is going to happen if you run into Ramona? It's going to happen eventually. Well, I ran into her all summer long. We ran into each other and we completely ignored one another. I, I, she is so like not on my radar. I just, I, 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 I find her to be a caricature, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I just, you know, if I ran into her, I would probably just ignore her. Well, you know, and like I've talked about this before, you know, like we see this on TV and I'm not taking it away from anyone that across the world, like these are our heroes. We love them all. But, you know, like in reality, living in New York on the Upper East Side or in certain towns in the Hamptons, like the goal of many people is not to be Ramona or Sonia or be on The Real Housewives of New York City. Well, that's a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not the goal of plenty of women that are walking around in New York, you know? Right, right. <laughs> this is true. So, um, what else? And, well, I was going to ask you. I have to admit, when I started the Behind the Velvet Row podcast, I had no idea how I was going to do all of this on my own. And I immediately found Fiverr Business. The graphic that you see when you listen to Behind the Velvet Rope every day, that was done by a Fiverr freelancer. I love Fiverr business because they bring you the team you need with freelance talent that you can absolutely count on. And it's all managed from one easy dashboard. Without them, I wouldn't be able to do this. I have a whole team behind me. And hey, speaking of teams, did you guys catch Fiverr's new commercial during the big game? Well, I did, and it was great. I love how you open that garage door and there's this whole world behind it. I mean, that's really what Fiverr stands for. I may seem like one person, but listen, I turn to them for all my freelance needs, copywriting, web design, music. They do greeting cards, life coaches. It is literally a one-stop shop. And what I love about it is I never feel lonely. I feel like I have all these colleagues, which I do. 
And what I also love is that you can use the same freelancer over and over. If you like them, you can keep going back to the same person. So you don't have to retrain people and it's all managed by their wonderful, amazing business success managers. They find the right freelance talent for you and make this process so easy. There's no more scattered feedback. Things are not all over the place. It is a very organized, streamlined process. I don't know how I would run this podcast without Fiverr business. Listen, collaborating online hasn't been this easy since I think ever. And right now you can sign up for Fiverr business absolutely free for the first year. Get one free year and save 10% on your purchase of Fiverr business with the promo code velvet. Just go to fiverr.com slash business. F-I-V-E-R-R fiverr.com slash business. And don't forget promo code velvet and you will get first year for free and you get 10% on your purchase of Fiverr business. Sign up now. Um, you've posted a picture over the summer. I think it was over the summer. You're budding romance with Barbara Kay. You're cheating on Leo with Barbara Kay. I Is am this- cheating on Leo with Barbara Kay. I talk to Barbara Kay pretty regularly as well. And she has so many great things going on, right? I mean, there was there have been some fabulous articles about her in Vogue, and I think was she in Forbes? Um, her she business, was on, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, her business is doing phenomenal. She looks great. She's just, you know, I mean, yeah, she's, um, she's inspiring. I mean, were you shocked? Like, were you shocked when you post a picture like that? And like I, the Roni, I mean, cause I know you're like a real person. Like your life is not housewives. Like <laughs> you're just having an innocent lunch with Barbara Kay in the Hamptons. And then like the Roni, I mean, that ends up on like every Roni blog, like friend of, right. friend right. of, passing the torch, best friends. Like, are you shocked at stuff like that? Um, no, I mean, Barbara and I knew when we posted the picture that it was going to get a lot of attention. Um, we just sort of got a kick out of it, but Barbara and I, never talk about the show. Um, you know, she's, she's super into politics and she has some real concrete ideas. Um, and we don't always agree politically, but we always have very nice open-minded conversations. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, and she, and you don't know Ebony or Bershawn at all. I don't No. Okay. It'll be interesting. Are you going, um, are you going to watch next season of Roni? You know what? Look, I mean, I, before I was on, I didn't watch, right? I watched season one of Roni only because of my history with Bethany and Jill. And I never watched again. So probably not. And not, not that it's a shot to the show. Um, I, it was just never in my wheelhouse. I never watched Bravo. It was right. I mean, I didn't watch any of them. You know, if Leah says to me, oh my God, watch this episode. I have a great, you know, great scene or whatever. I mean, I'll watch it. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be DVR. You're not going to sit there every week and say, what did Ramona do this week? No. <laughs> That's God, a no. No, no. I, I, I couldn't be less interested in what Ramona's doing. What about the fact in general, I mean, this isn't really a Roni thing. I'm just using these as examples, you know, like everyone points to like 
Sonia and Luann more than Ramona, but all three of them, like they're always, you know, they're cougars. They're always going after younger guys. Like in general, what's your feeling on that? Since um, you are the one to ask for advice. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ramona goes after younger guys just to sleep with them, but she wants um, a guy more age appropriate who's, you know, fiscally in a different stratosphere. So that's her goal. Um, I have no idea what Luann wants, um, nor do I care. And Sonia, Sonia always says that she wants to marry another rich old guy. But do you think like, okay, like a Luann, not forget Luann, okay, we'll leave her aside, but like, do you think like Ramona and Sonia or anyone in that situation, like how do you reconcile the marrying someone older and rich where the sex might be better with, you know, the pool boy? I, it's such a stereotype, but yeah, older men maybe don't have as much energy. Like, do you think these ladies are just, you know, like, are they, I don't think they're realistic in what a real marriage, you know. I don't think they're self-aware, right? you can't have it all ways sometimes. Well, I mean, you can, depending on what you bring to the table, right? I've got a hot, age-appropriate, successful husband. That's true. You know, it depends what you bring to the table. But, I mean, I consider myself, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm delusional, right? But I consider myself to be a relatively normal, down-to-earth person. And it's a give and take. And in my relationship with my husband, I mean, it's the most amazing relationship I've ever had. And we've been together, we've only been married less than three years, right? It's only two and a half years that we're married, but it's been eight years, it's going on eight years that we've been a couple. And it's just been, and it's incredible. And I learned from him. And you ask questions to other people when you speak to them. So maybe right, that's right. part of it. <laughs> What about, does your daughter come to you for advice, dating advice, or do you give her unsolicited dating advice? Oh, both. <laughs> um, Nicole, Nicole definitely comes to me for dating advice, as do a lot of her friends. Um, and often I'll say to her, well, you know, like she'll say, you know, oh, how do you think I should respond to this text? And I'll say, well, how do you think you should respond to it? Um, and amazing. She, she'll come up with a response. That's exactly the advice I would have given her. So apparently all these years she was really listening. (laughs) Yeah. She just doesn't want to make you think so. Has she ever, how do you handle like if she dates someone you just don't like? Oh, so I break them up. (laughs) I still have, you know, I have an incredible amount of influence over her. And one thing Nicole knows is that I have her best interests at heart, right? There's nothing more um, selfless than the way a mother loves her child, or hopefully, hopefully that's the case. But I said to Nicole, you know, if you ever get upset with me when I'm giving you advice or something, know this, right? If someone came over to me and said to me, no anesthesia, you're going to feel every ounce of pain, I'm going to take a knife and rip you open and pull out your beating heart because your daughter needs it right now, I would like open my arms, stick out my chest and say, do it, right? 
So that's how much I love my daughter. So I said to her, so when you're frustrated with me or I say something that I didn't somehow, you know, sugarcoat it because I'm more direct in the way I speak, realize it's coming from someone who would rip their beating heart out of their chest and hand it to you. So when I put it to her like that, she's like, okay, okay, you know, I'll, I'll cut you a little slack. Because I can be, you know, direct and I, I can leave out the niceties when I say something. Even when I write an email, I just sort of say what it is I want to say. And I forget to say, hi, hope you had a, you know, hope you had a nice weekend, you know, because I just sort of have something to say. So whereas, you know, I'll never get a degree in diplomacy. Um, I definitely get a, a degree in having the best of intentions. That's probably why you and I are friends because I love that about you. I don't, I, I'm the same way. I hate good morning. How are you? Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. Like, it's just, it's implied. It's all implied. Like, I just got to be like, at least with business, like I, or even like making plans. I don't have time to be like, Hey, how's your past four days been? I hope you're feeling Okay. Let's just cut to the chase. So I, that's yeah, a very good and, quality. Yeah. And it could be my background as a trader that, you know, I never, you know, you pick up the phone, you don't be like, hey, how are you? You pick up the phone, you do a trade, right? So maybe that's where it came from. But I don't know. I just, I just say what I need to say. What about, I mean, this isn't a Roni question, but just in general, like for everybody living in like a city, do you think there's a difference between like New York, LA, like people living in big cities? Like is dating different, you think? In oh, absolutely. Cities? Absolutely. Right. I mean, so I have some friends who are Southern um, and they're just so much more charming and just sort of slower paced. I mean, um, yeah, they're all fabulous to be around. So yeah, and, I definitely think dating is different in different parts of the country. I mean, should people, I mean, it's different. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about like a fully functioning world. I mean, look, you found someone, it's possible, but should people really just fled, flee New York and LA? No you, don't, no, you don't flee New York. But look, I, there is a certain type that yeah. I don't recommend dating, right? I mean, there's the, you know, New York is a candy store for like the young um, successful guy. And in today's society, guys have convinced women that first you should sleep with them. And then you decide if you want to go on a date and women have actually signed up for this. And now they're all in their thirties wondering why they're not in a relationship, right? Well, you know, it goes back to that very old expression. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? So I think in, in major cities, especially, or on college campuses, there's a culture of, you know, let's just have sex and see where we go from there. And you have all these hookup apps and everything. So it's completely changed the way people date. So I'm still old fashioned and that I believe, you know, the hunt is always better than the kill. So I would make someone work for it. You would. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't think it, you just think your chances are decreased like by 95% if you just sleep with them in the beginning. Absolutely. I mean, once in a while you hear that rare story. Right. right? You do. Where, you know, um, where someone's, you know, one night stand turned into their spouse, but that's not the norm. 
I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think that's a big mistake people make. Right, right. What about, like, do you think that's the same for gay relationships, lesbian, as far as straight? A- like- absolutely. Absolutely. I have friends who are lesbian. I have friends who are gay. I hear the same. Trans, anything, all the above. I don't have any, I don't have any friends that are trans, not for any reason, only in that I just, just have not met anyone. But um, no matter what you think, it's but- just universal. Don't put out on the first date. Absolutely. Uh, not if, look, if you're just looking to get laid, by all means, practice safe sex and have fun. But if you're looking for a relationship, that's not the way to have a relationship. I would agree. I'm never proud of myself when I put out on the first date when I actually like the person. Yeah. I mean, there's something about craving someone, right? There's something yeah. about, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I tell Nicole, like a guy should not be able to focus at work because he is now obsessed with thinking about, Oh my God, like what would it be like? You know, um, Mm. let someone get to know you for you. Right. I mean, I mean, see if you have things in common other than wanting to have sex. And I don't believe that women are okay with it, with the hookup culture. They pretend they are. But then I hear so many people asking me, you know, well, he's hooking up with me, but he never takes me out to dinner. Do you think it'll turn into something? Well, obviously, then you are not okay with just the hookup. Yeah. I would agree with that. Or if you thought you were, you're just kidding yourself because you're talking about it a lot. I have friends like that too. Right. Or they're starting to want something more. Mm -hmm. What about, well, now that it's Valentine's Day, lots of people, you know, they're getting lonely. Like how, what do you, you know, we're in, well, even with COVID, it's like, what do you recommend for both? Like people are alone out there, honey. I know people are alone out there. And that's also why I I really have made myself available to talk to people when people have reached out to me. Um, I'd say that you'd be amazed for all the people who are single and, and they get more depressed around the holidays, especially Valentine's day. I think that they're not aware of how many people are in a relationship and just as lonely or maybe lonelier, right? Because it's, it's definitely to me lonelier to feel alone in a relationship because then you're sort of stuck. But if you're lonely and you're not in a relationship, there's always that possibility that there is someone out there for you. Um, and I think it, it just depends what you put out there. So when people are on dating apps and they're telling me that all the guys are just interested in hookups or in sex. And I'll say, you know what, let me see your profile. And I'll go through their profile and all their pictures are like boobs and butt. Well, yeah, of course you're getting guys that are just interested in sex. Right. So I tell people to put, you know, show themselves in different light. It's okay to have a sexy picture of yourself, but have some serious ones and show that you're a serious person. If you try to lure a guy in just with sex, that's all he's going to use you for. How many sexy pictures, like say, let's say that 10 are allowed. How many mm-hmm. sexy pictures out of 10 do you think someone should put up there? Guy, would, girl, whatever. I, I, I would put one tastefully sexy picture. That's it, huh? That's it. What about the, so on a dating app, you know, people don't know your last name, but you know, 
Lots of people ask. They don't ask before they meet you, but somehow, so let's just say it comes off within the first date or somehow, what about this whole, like, I'm going to now Google this person. We all know, you and I both know, based on what we both do, there's lots of stuff about both of us on the internet. Lots is true. Lots is not true. So, and that's for anyone really, whether you're in the entertainment business or not. So how do you feel about this whole culture of like, everybody wants to go to the Google right away? Yeah. Without well, getting a, to know you. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, I, I always hated when people Googled me because I feel like um, there was just so much, and to coin the term, fake news. Um, and it wasn't until when I started doing the show and people were perpetuating the fake news stories, I actually reached out to several publications Um showing them that this was fake. And I was like, you're repeating a story that is, you know, this, that is libelous. And I, you know, I will, I will take you to task on it. Right. I have no problems like suing someone for writing fake stuff about me at this point. Um, So yeah, I can't stand Google searches. However, I have a daughter and she's going on a date with some guy. You bet your ass I'm going to Google him because I don't know who this stranger is that wants to take out my daughter. Yeah. So it's a double, it's a double-edged sword, but hopefully um, what I like is that, you know, when you don't give last names, hopefully when you get past the first date, people get to see who you are as a person. And then, you know, when I first started dating my husband i said to him oh by the way you know i i am a little bit of the google search from hell you know and he did not google me um and after we really got to know one another he said he was shocked at how different i was than the public persona well, that's just like all these people on TV. You meet them and you're like half of them. You know, a lot of people are the same, but not always when you scratch the surface. Most of the girls on Roni are who they are. <laughs> <Just> the <laughs> what yeah. you see is what you get. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Who do you think would be the last out of those people? You said Dorinda, who do you think, like out of Ramona, Sonia, and Luann, who would probably be the last one to really understand what it takes to like have a committed adult relationship and walk down the aisle and just be like, this is it and I'm happy? Um, you know what? I think that they all have a possibility of walking down the aisle, but I would short all of those marriages. Meaning, mm-hmm. meaning I don't think they last. I, well, yes, I could see that. Right. What about, is that the biggest mistake you think people make on a first date? Is it sleeping with someone and any other big mistakes? Like me, like I'll go out and, you know, my intentions are to have my two drinks, but sometimes, right. honey, um, when you're having a good time. I think it's always a mistake to sleep with someone on the first date. Um, if it's someone that you're interested in having a relationship with. And I think it's also a mistake to pretend to be something you're not, to pretend Mm. to be interested in things that you're not really interested in. True. Um, Because then you're setting yourself up to fail. Um, I think it's a mistake to start, to, to bring any kind of baggage to a date, right? So you should never come to a date complaining about your ex. Don't complain about your job. Don't complain about people. 
right? It's more interesting to talk about events and ideas than it is about people, right? They say that that small-minded people talk about other people. True. I would agree with all that. I mean, you want, I don't know, dating should be fun. I said this the other day, I don't know where I said it, but like, what happened to the concept of like, let's just have fun. I don't mean let's have sex. I just mean like, right. You don't really want to hear about someone's ex or even if like you're someone in your family sick. I mean, it's awful, but like, you just don't want to hear it on the first day. The biggest turnoff to me is someone disparaging their ex. It's such a turnoff to me. And it shows just lack of awareness, right? Because it's never all one person's fault. Right. So if you're, if you lack the ability to be introspective and take responsibility for something, you know, for the demise of a relationship and you just come to the table being a victim, that's so off-putting. Nobody's interested in a victim. No. No. And what and about- also, and also like, you know, people, you know, people are asking sort of, you know, so, you know, do, are you looking to get married? Do you want kids? I have to tell you, when I met my husband, getting married was the last thing on my mind. I had zero interest in getting married. We were living together, um, and I still had, I had zero interest in getting married, and I told him I didn't think I'd ever get married again. And literally one day, so spontaneously over the summer, he didn't propose to me, by the way. I told him that, okay, now we can get married. And he was like, you know, with his German accent, all right. <laughs> and that was your declaration and then it happened? Yeah. I was like, all right. You know, and he, you know, figured out a ring and, and that House. was it. Like literally he was, he woke up, uh, we were in the Hamptons and he was up before I was, which he always is. And I came out with my coffee on my porch and I sat in this big swing that I love and he didn't know I was there and I was watching him off in the distance and he was walking and smelling all the different flowers in the garden. And I thought, oh my God, this man is literally taking the time to smell the flowers. And I said, I just, I just want to be his family. And so I said, Reinhold, and I called him over and he came over and I said, yeah, let's get married. We'll get married. <laughs> so A, if he didn't smell the flowers, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And B, like, well, then after that, how soon after that were you married? Like a week? Very quickly. Really? Uh, well, no, I mean, within a few months. Wow. Well, I mean, other than the dating apps, because, I mean, where are people supposed to meet people? You in, can meet people. COVID? And you know what? You, well, during COVID, it's hard, right? So during COVID, it's definitely the dating apps. Um, but when life goes back to normal, you can meet someone anywhere. I met a guy that I dated. I met him. I was like literally in line at Starbucks. Um, and I just turned to him and I asked him, you know, which muffin I should get. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm up next. I don't know. Do I want a banana muffin or a chocolate chip muffin? You know, and the guy started laughing and we ended up having, you know, a lunch together. And then we went, you know, went out to dinner and we went out a few times you know, I wasn't interested in him in the long run, but he was a perfectly lovely guy. And I ended up setting him up with a friend of mine. Really? Yeah. Do you think COVID is like having an effect? Like, you know, people are either looking at the person they're with and saying like, you're it, or they're saying, oh my God, I'm, I mean, a lot of people are getting divorced now. Yeah. 
Yeah, COVID is definitely having an effect because it's like it's not natural to be around someone twenty four seven, and especially if there are children and you have the burden of you know trying to homeschool and you're both trying to work from home if you're lucky enough to be working. Um, so yes, I think COVID complicates things, and I would tell anybody to not make any decisions during this time. Really, it, it could be sure it could be a decision that you end up regretting. I think emotions are running high. I think people are exhausted and it's an unnatural state of affairs. Cause I mean, you just hear of so many people being like, well, I'm doubling down and we're in love now or we're just getting divorced. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I would, I would definitely refrain from making any decisions right now. And how do you feel about, because you said about all these other things, do you think getting drunk on a first date is a real, I'm going to ask that for like the fifth time. <laughs> do you see, although I've become a sober person during fucking COVID because we're in and I have no interest in drinking alone. But- I think it's okay to get a little buzz on and be playful. Should you ever be drunk and sloppy? Ew. No. I mean, I get it. Yeah. No, no, no. And No. I don't think I'm even sloppy when I'm not on a date. I don't really get really sloppy. You've never really seen me so sloppy drunk. I've never seen you sloppy. You've just, you can tell when I'm drunk. I see you playful. I and think, that's fine. Playful is fine. I think people's personalities come out when they're drunk. I'm a happy person. I'm a happy drunk. I'm a very fun person to, to get drunk. I don't drink often. I was going to say, I've never seen you drunk. Well, on the show, I was drunk when Erica came out, right? My alter ego. But I am a very playful drinker. Well, the next time we all go out, I want to see Erica. Can you bring, can me, Reinhold, and Erica go out next time? Absolutely. I mean... I can't picture you really. I mean, I know I saw the show. I just can't picture it in person. Well, I'm never out of control, but Me too. but but I'm definitely much more playful, and I just let my inhibitions go. And yeah, being drunk is just fun. <laughs> it's just fun. Um, okay, so we'll come back to some of that. I we actually took viewer questions. Now I have weeded through or listener questions a gazillion questions. So these are. Listen, everyone, I picked five. I try to be as diverse as possible. So I'm going to read these to you. Okay. So here is the first one. This person says, and these are all listeners behind the velvet rope. I am alone, and I'm paraphrasing because, I mean, I copied this from direct messages, but pretty much I'm not paraphrasing. I am alone, lonely, and online dating sites are bad. So the online dating sites are bad. How will I ever meet someone? COVID doesn't seem to be going away. I'm getting more desperate by the week. I've had sex, so that isn't the issue. It's a connection, friend, that I can also fuck. And that is from Suzanne in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Um, Well, COVID is going to be going away, Suzanne. Um, And I know that online can be tedious, but I also believe it's still a great way to meet meet people. And I would be really curious to see your profile to see why you're not attracting the type of man that you're interested in attracting. I'm assuming it's a man because she didn't say that she. I assumed it too. Yeah. I mean, that's just Um, what I assumed. Right. So I think that um, in an online dating, you get out what you put into it and the algorithms are set up as such 
where they don't send you your perfect matches, right? Because it's a subscription-based um, service. So the longer you stay on, the more money they make from you. So the algorithms really? aren't designed to send you your perfect matches. And when they think they're about to lose you, that's when they sort of dial up the algorithms. So it makes sense to do your own search as opposed to waiting to see what they're going to send to you. Um, and I would be more precise in your profile and what you do and do not want as far as things that are real deal breakers. That being said, I also think that you may want to get outside of your comfort zone in the type of guy that you think you're interested in. Um, an example of that is I always was drawn to the extrovert. Every guy I went out with was an extrovert. And mm. my husband is actually an introvert. And it's the thing that I love most about him because he is so much more cerebral um, and he's, he's a listener and just because he's an introvert doesn't mean that he is not fun to, you know, have conversation with and he's playful and he's silly. He's all those things, but fundamentally he is an introvert. So I think that, um, everyone should do a Myers-Briggs personality test to see mm. what your personality is. And you can, and when you do these Myers-Briggs, it actually tells you what kind of personality is probably best suited for you in a relationship. That's interesting. So I really, I hope that, um, I hope that Suzanne reaches out to me um, on Instagram, on DM, um, and I will help you with your profile. And let's see if we can get some more interesting people for you to correspond with. I'm still going back to the like, leave it to a cryptocurrency trader to even, because I've never even thought about this whole algorithm and the fact that they want your money and want you to stay. That's, yeah. I find that sentence like the most interesting out of everything you just said. Cause my mind is calculating and I'm like, no wonder why I can't fucking meet anyone on these dating. I mean, I'm not on that many dating sites. I'm on like one. But, but if like, you do, if you um, refine your search parameters, right? You, you have to put in the work. Yeah. That's, that's the problem I have is the putting right. in the work. I right. get sidetracked, man. Um, I just want someone to fly through the window. Okay. So I mean, <laughs> well, there's that always make... Peter Pan or Tinkerbell. <laughs> I I'll take it. All right. So this person, number two says, I'm in a bad relationship. It's like the definition of insanity. We keep repeating the bad things and patterns with the same results. I know this isn't the perfect fit. My boyfriend, yes, I am gay, isn't perfect, but it's not bad. The thought of starting over is scary, and I'm sure some of the issues I face in my relationship now would be better, but wouldn't there be new issues and problems? It would be like a net zero, a wash. What's the point of starting over if it's going to have more problems, potentially? Isn't the devil I know better than the devil I don't? The thought of starting over is ugh. Dave, not me, Dave in Chicago. Okay, so first I would say to Dave is, so basically you're saying out of fear of the unknown, you're willing to live a life of mediocrity. And why would you ever accept a life of mediocrity? You should strive to make every day count. 
that being said, I'm wondering how much of the responsibility you take in the relationship being mediocre. You're saying that your partner is not perfect, but he's okay. I'm sure you are not perfect either. What are the issues in the relationship? What are the fundamental differences? Are these issues big enough to call it quits? Um, when you say that you're repeating the same behavior, it's a definition of insanity. I'm curious what you're fighting about. And I'm curious if either one of you yield to the other. So I think in any relationship, it's important to weigh one person's gain versus the other person's loss. So if your partner wants to do something that you don't want to do, and he wants to do this with you, but there's really no downside for you to do it, go ahead, do it. And don't do it begrudgingly because once you're in it, just make it count. Have fun with it. Um, I also wonder how much autonomy the two of you have and how much passion do you each have in your own lives as individuals. So if you're codependent on one another, that can also be a huge strain on the relationship. If you have your own interests and he has his own interests and then you have interests together, that's a healthy relationship. But if it's always a tug of war on who's going, whose interests are going to win, that's a problem. So I would say that Dave has a lot of soul searching to do. Um, he needs to take responsibility for his role in the relationship not being all that it can be. And if at the end of the day, Dave can honestly say, I'm really giving it my all, um, but there are just irreconcilable differences, then I think that you need to leave the relationship. But don't leave it for someone else. Leave it because it's not working for you. And that makes you open to then finding someone else. That's true. And then since I took this from DMs and I now can't remember, but Dave, if you're cute and you break up, call me. <laughs> Chicago isn't that far away. And you know, the world is a big place. Um, okay. Number three, my problem is that I'm happy alone. I'm a woman in my mid forties. At this point, I am set in my ways. I have a regular fuck friend who gets me through COVID. Sometimes we order food, but mostly I just want him to get the hell out when we are done. I've tried the dating apps, but people bore me after two exchanges. What's the point? There is no one I enjoy speaking to more than I enjoy speaking to myself and my cat. Yes, you can go ahead and make all the cat jokes you want. Can I just enjoy my life, have sex with strangers, and realize love isn't for me? I love this woman. Why do my friends treat me like an outcast? I'm happy enough. Charlotte at Spirit Lake, Iowa. She's my spirit animal, possibly. Charlotte. Charlotte? That's her name, Charlotte? Charla. C-H-A-R-L-A. Oh, Charla. Okay. Charla. Well, Charla. All right. So as far as the cat joke, clearly you're in love with your own pussy from everything you're saying. That's as far as I'll go with the, with the pun. Um, there is nothing wrong with not wanting to be in a relationship. If people bore you and you're not unhappy about that, I don't see what the problem is. Maybe your friend group is the problem that they are projecting onto you that they think you should be in a relationship. And if they're ostracizing you or making you feel like less than, I think you probably need to change your friend group. 
Now, if on the other hand, this is a situation of doubt, protest too much, and you really do want a relationship, but you're so disheartened by what's out there, um, I would tell you to open your mind and um, change your parameters. So if people are boring you, why? what is it that you're attracting a certain type of person that bores you? What excites you? What are your passions? And whatever that is, pursue that and maybe you'll meet someone who's more like-minded. So if you're really into art and when the world opens up again, you start going to art galleries and exhibitions and shows, maybe you'll meet someone who shares that passion. Or if you're you know, into politics, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, get involved with the political party, you'll meet someone who's like-minded in that way. Um, and if you don't want to meet anyone, that's no big deal. Change your friend group, girl. She had me there for a minute. Um, okay. <laughs> and I have to say, these, this, I mean, people wrote a lot here. Okay. So All right. next we have number four. I have a lot of money. That's how it starts. I have a lot of money. There you go. I'm worth around $10 million and also have a bad habit of dating younger. I am a self-made man in my 50s and my girlfriends are in their 20s. I've never been married, but want to fall in love. Now, I know what you are thinking. This is a cliche stereotype. Yes, I am a straight man. And yes, I listened to your podcast. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I need to pause that a straight man is listening to this podcast. Oh, wait, hold on. I, this is not ad lib. This is real. My girlfriend got me into it. Okay, so now we understand why there's a straight man listening to us. Uh, we we get along great. I pay for everything, so I am conscious if she's using me. It isn't all about money, but then it is. I notice she never offers to pay, never says thank you or a please. And here is the kicker: the other day she took an Uber home from my house. I normally call her one, but didn't this time. Wasn't thinking about it, honest mistake. She asked me for $50 for the Uber. She said, oh, by the way, my Uber home is $50. I assume she wants me to pay her $50 for it. I replied, why don't you try saying thank you once in a while? We never discussed this and have moved on, but am I being used for money? Being a very rich, older man, can't I find a young woman to love me for me? Oh, and I am in shape for my age and look younger. I'm not, and this is signed anonymous. Someone, <laughs> it says it. And by the way, when I say anonymous, I don't mean like I'm going to protect this person. It was a this one I remember was right. like uh, no one follower on Instagram with no picture. Blah blah. So thank you for okay. writing it, but this person does not want to be known. Okay. All right. Well, Mister Anonymous. And he's straight. Um, I love that he listens. Go on. Okay. So. First of all, I think everybody should um, say please and thank you and show appreciation when, when someone is um, doing something nice for them. So mm -hmm. that um, your girlfriend's bad for not appreciating things that you're doing for her. That being said, you are in your 50s and you're dating a girl, not a woman, a girl in her 20s. So... Is she using you for money? Well, it's basically a barter. Or would you be going out with, with her if she were 50? No, you want this young, hot body in your bed. Um, and so 
you're using one another. Don't tell me you want to fall in love with someone who's 30 years younger than you. It's, it's a barter and I'm not going to judge the barter. If you're engaging in a barter, there is a give and take. For you to expect her to offer to pay for things, even a $50 Uber ride, is probably um, wrong on your part because $50 for a 20-something-year-old is a lot of money, right? And depending what she does for a living, I'm assuming she's not making huge money right now and you're worth $10 million. So $50 is a very big deal for her. So I think you're, she was wrong to not say thank you. You're wrong to expect her to whip out her wallet and pay for anything. I am curious why, you're, why you date women who are so much younger than you. So you're not really looking for a partner because even the most intellectual 20-year-old is just not an equal partner to a 50-year-old, especially someone who obviously is intelligent since you are self-made. So I'm wondering what insecurities do you have that you only want to be in relationships with girls who are young enough to be your daughter? So is she using you? Well, you're using one another. I think there might be a lot of insecurities. I just read like, I look, I'm younger than my age. I'm in shape. I'm a millionaire. I just read this like. Yeah, I mean, and you've never been married. So what does that tell you? How come you've never been married? Um, and I, look, I have a friend who is in his late 60s. He's actually 70 now. Yeah. And married a woman that is 40 years younger than he is. She's also, she's beautiful. She's smart. She's financially independent. Um, but he's saying, how could I ever... If she and I didn't work out, how could I ever be with someone who's age appropriate after being with this young, hot, you know, 30-year-old? Okay. You know, he happened to have, you know, he won the lottery because he got a girl who's, you know, really smart and has a career and stuff like that. But by and large, there's a, you know, it's not an equitable relationship, right? And she's got 30. the money. Yeah. You know, but with it, but with Mr. Anonymous, You've got the money, you've got the power, and you basically want her to pay homage to your penis, right? Let's like call it for what it is. Otherwise, you would date, there's plenty of hot, smart, financially secure 40-year-olds that will go out with you, right? How come you're not pursuing them? So what will your friend do at 70 if this girl happens to leave him some, for some reason? Uh, it, it, I, I, I perish the thought. <laughs> I mean, we're now, I know that this is why I love you because you don't want, you don't know anything that's going on in the housewives world. That means you're authentic, but there's a man by the name of Tom Girardi and his wife, Erica, and they're getting a divorce. He's the Aaron Brockovich lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 81 now. And she's, I think, well, 40 something. I think there's like a 31 year age difference. So that's my thing. I think like it's good, it's good, it's good until you're like a certain old age. And I don't even think 70 is the old age. It's like 80 is when you start to fall apart. Hell. 
look, you, look, you can fall apart at any age. God forbid, right? Trail. There's, there's illness. Um, Trail. Will will this will this twenty something year old be with Mister Anonymous? If God forbid, you know, he has a heart attack, or God forbid, has some other major illness, will she be there to take care of him? I don't know. Depends on the will. <laughs> Depends on the will. Right. Okay, the last one. Okay, my boyfriend and I get along great. There are no issues except wine. He is a total pothead. I don't mean he smokes a little while I drink my wine at night. I mean he wakes and bakes. We live together and I can't take it anymore. He wakes at 8 a.m. and smokes nonstop till around 12 a.m. Yes, over 12 hours. We live in a studio in New York City. He's perfect otherwise. Great guy. Yes, we live in a stuffy studio that is infested with pot. We've been together a year, moved in because of COVID, and now I realize how bad it is. Help, Claire in New York City. Okay. Um, well, Claire, that is, that is a, um, an irreconcilable difference. And I and since he's smoking day and night, I do wonder how serious or how high functioning he is as far as a career. I do know people who smoke day and night who are very high functioning, but again, that's the exception, not the norm. Um, and just a little FYI, guys who smoke a lot of pot, it actually can affect their ability to uh, get a woman pregnant or for the health of the fetus. So really? that if, so if you're thinking about him in those terms, that's something to think about. If it were me, um, I would, I would ask him to go to rehab. And if he's not willing to do that, I'd cut him loose. It's not my thing. I mean, no judgment to anyone who smokes 24 hours a day. It, but it's not, it's not Claire's thing either, right? If Claire was you know no. down with it and she was smoking with him and it was one big party, I'd say, okay, you know, but I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I see it both ways. Like I couldn't be with someone that I was sitting next to while they were smoking for 15 hours. At the same time, if you told me to go out to dinner with you to Nobu, like we did, and then I'm supposed to drink water, I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't have a martini. But so. it's not the same thing, right? And a recreational smoker is not the same on, not the same as someone who wakes up right. and is like getting baked throughout the entire day. And I, and I do have to question how high functioning he is. Um, and will he be, you know, when the pandemic's over and everything, I mean, if you're thinking of building a life with this man, what kind of life will you have with someone like that? And uh. it's an addiction. So I'm not saying to walk away from him right now, but I am saying that you have to think of yourself um, and let him know that this is an irreconcilable difference and he has a choice to make. It's either his pot or it's you. And you realize that it, it is addictive and so he's going to need help giving it up and you will be very supportive and by his side if he decides to give it up. But if he decides that he'd rather, you know, light up a doobie instead of keeping you, get rid of him. You give such good advice, Elise. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, this is why I, I, I need to think of another holiday where you can be giving advice because this is <laughs> like, maybe for my birthday, you can come back on and give me a birthday gift of advice. Well, I'll give you advice anytime. So, we'll that, so take- I'm going to like dedicate my Instagram to, I'm going to go back to giving my relationship advice and I'm going to teach people how to trade. So I will I love it. help you make money and fulfill your heart. I would like a little bit of both of those. (laughs) Fill your wallet, fill your heart. And meanwhile, before we go and tell everyone where they can find you, I mean, just because we've been speaking, yes, we do FaceTime, but I haven't seen you on a FaceTime. It's how long we've been doing the phone. Why does your skin look so good to me? Like, what have you done? And I'm not calling you out for having any surgery. I'm not, you know, (laughs) I think I've said it before. If anyone's going to get surgery, you should do it during COVID. I'm all for it. But why does your skin look so good? It's, I'm telling you, it is beauty society. I am, I haven't posted about it in a while because I just have not been on Instagram. I've been so busy with the trading, but beauty society has truly changed my skin. It's, um, and this month they're actually having a special on um, the moisturizer anytime, anywhere, which is the moisturizer that I use during the day. But It has, and anyone who has used it, and a lot of people have have uh, bought Beauty Society now. They've learned about it through my Instagram. The feedback has been awesome. Really? And it's about, and again, like anything, it's about discipline, right? Just like trading is about discipline, skincare is about discipline. So if you, you use it and then you stop and then you start, I am using it religiously. I, I do my routine. Um, and I'm happy to, to post again what my routine is, but it has, it has really changed, really changed my skin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you always had good skin. It just looks really good. Thank you. Thank you. And now Reinhold's been using it. Wait till you see how baby smooth that boy is. Jesus, (laughs) Jesus. Like you're, you're like giving me a moment over here. I'm like picturing it. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I'm like, I'm notoriously on and off for skincare. I mean, like injectables, I am religious, but a daily skincare, I will be three days and then I'll be like, oh, I'm too busy and what the hell. And that's like five days later. So I'm Yeah, like, no, this morning I did the, um, the saving face mask, which I love. It's that thing that I mentioned over the summer that it feels like little yeah. ants crawling on your skin. But that's the cool. result that you get when you wash that off, um, I just, yeah, it's, but so thank you for mentioning it. You need to put it back up on your Instagram because like I I need to put it back up. Yeah. And you have to, you have to try some of it. I'm telling you, it's, um, it's, they're incredible products. I need a good, like under eye cream. Like I see things under my eyes that I'm not, I mean, I've even went for a consult with one of the top doctors and he's like, they have fabulous under eye cream. Do you remember? I always have like these dark circles under my eyes. They have a, Fabulous under eye cream. Because I was ready. And this doctor was like, sweetie, we are not taking your money. You do not need anything. He said, he's like, you need an, an under eye cream. He's like, we're not doing anything on you. And so I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you, okay. I'm gonna send you like the products that, that you need to, that you need to have. And they also have um, a beauty box, which is always mm. a lot of fun that you can get every month or every two months or every three months. And it's like $200 worth of products. And the first time someone gets a box, I think it's $45. And then after that, I think it's $65, but they always have a launch of a new product. Yeah. Your skin. It's yeah, no, I'm, I'm truly, it, 
addicted to this stuff and I've never gotten into a skincare routine like this. But when wow. you see results, you just keep doing it. Oh yeah. Trust me. I mean, listen, anything that is less than an actual knife to the face is I'll do it every day, <laughs> night and day. And even injectables are fine, but skincare is better. Yeah. Where, okay, put it back up on your Instagram. Where can everybody find you online to watch all of this and keep in touch with you? And thank you for answering the Roni questions. Congratulations for moving on. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. So it's at Elise Slane on Instagram. Um, and on Twitter, I'm at Slane Elise. But most, but usually I'm on, I don't go on Twitter much. I'm mostly I'm on Instagram. And Me that's too. where. I'll start posting my uh, my dating advice videos again, and I will do my intro to cryptocurrencies for anyone who is. And and I'm really breaking my rule because I really try to dissuade people from getting involved in trading because I really was nervous that people could lose money. But I do see that that there is a desperate need out there for people to find a way to um, subsidize their income. And as long as everyone promises to be very, very disciplined and follow the rules and just trade what you are willing to lose, like gambling. Right, right. Don't risk what you're not willing to lose. But if you promise to be disciplined, then you'll learn something from my videos. Amazing. All right. Keep in touch. You and I will chat later tonight. Thank you. You've given great advice. This is our official Valentine's. Thank you for wearing red. Everyone needs to follow you and I will call you later. Okay. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And I want to go out to dinner with you guys soon or we'll we'll do a stay in. All right. right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.